Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Lovely September 26th, Seth and Sean Sports Radio. Wow. Okay, so are we fired yet? Should we be firing anybody? Should we be indicted? Because because federal indictments came down today, and I'm not sure you and I were part of that. Uh, We didn't break the home run hitting contest for a rookie. I know that for certain. Uh, We didn't sign with the Cleveland Cavaliers. We weren't traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder. The NBA season is only about a week away. Wow, what would you like to start with tonight? You remember the good old days when the the biggest issue we dealt with was your dating life? Well, the good old days were the days that I could hear you, and I can't do that right now. Oh, I don't know why. Hold on. Uh, I said, what I said was, I remember the good old days when the, when the most, when the when the biggest thing we discussed was your dating life. Or my yeah, dating life. I still life. can't hear you, bud. Still can't hear you. Uh, don't know why. Why don't you try calling back in? It's okay. All right. So, anyway. So, yes. What Seth was saying was the good old days with my dating life was the biggest thing that we talked about. And, yeah, that's no longer, but... Wow, this isn't a political show. We have never viewed it as a political show. We have never expressed political views. That's not the way that we work here at Seth and Sean Sports Radio. And I hear Jake, so I know I can hear you better. And okay, can you, hear, can you hear me now? We, I can. So we don't talk politics okay. very much on the show. And we, we, we've expressed this numerous times. Where politics and sports do meet, we do opine from time to time. And it's not something that we relish. It's not something that I enjoy, quite frankly, talking about politics, having lived in D.C. for eight years and probably spout just as many words as I did years about politics over the course of that time. However, this year, this, year, this week, this day is a little different, and it's the first time that I can remember that sports and politics have intertwined to the extent that they are today. Can you remember any other time? Um, not while we were alive. You want to go 1968 Olympics with Tommy Smith and John Carlos. You want to talk about Muhammad Ali and the Vietnam War. Uh, you, can, you can kind of go in, you can go in, you, you can kind of probably reach there. But from a non-specific, you know, one-off, you know, or individual, but just an entire or even the Missouri, the Michael Sam uh, issue a few years ago, which was you know a combination of, race, of, of racial issues and um, in, in sexual orientation, but as, as, a, as, a, as a as a sport as a whole, no, we've never dealt with this before, and no, I don't I think mean, we, you know although I don't think we ever really wanted to, to be perfectly honest. I don't know if I it's think the putting only your head time, in the sand or not. But. Yeah, I think the only time that I can recall this might have been the congressional hearings on steroids. I think that might have been the only time that we've intertwined to the extent that we do today. And even then, I listened, I heard, I opined, but I thought, you know what, 
while it's nice that Congress is going after the steroid abusers, it's not their place to be going after the steroid abusers. I said it even back then, and I'll say it again today, it was nice that somebody put the steroid abusers or the alleged steroid abusers and held them accountable. But it wasn't Congress's place to do it. So here we are, and I guess we should start on this, and, and I'm sure we'll finish on it as well. We, there are a bunch of other things, and like I said, when Carmelo Anthony gets traded, and it's not even in the top three things that you're talking about on a sports radio show in the week, you know it's been a pretty busy week. So here we are, and our president has told owners to fire people that don't observe. Well, not observe. Let's say follow his lead, because I don't think there's a right way to observe the national anthem. And I know, Seth, you have said many a time, you said this when Colin Kaepernick originally did his protest way back last year, that you've held that the national anthem really has no place in sporting events to begin with. And, I, and, I, and I, I'm with you. I, I see it. And I certainly see that the Yankees, who double down on it by playing God Bless America in the seventh inning stretch, I see no place whatsoever for that. And I honestly don't – honestly, I've, I've always been honest with you and the, and the listeners. But I've never, ever sang that song while it's been played at Yankee Stadium, ever, because I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong to be there. Do I stand up for it? Sure. Uh, I, I don't think there's any detriment to standing up for the song because everybody else is doing it. But I don't sing the words. I just don't think they have a place. So the president has enacted and said You're fu- we should fire all them sums bitches that don't stand up because they are not paying heed to the flag. I can't imagine you agree with him. <laughs> yeah, you know me pretty well. Um, I, I look. I I think those of you who've listened to the show over the last year, especially, although I have really not got into too too much depth about my feelings about our our leader, our esteemed leader, can't be surprised. I mean, I don't agree with him in pretty much anything. Let let alone um, this ridiculous it's barely worth it, it's barely worth a conversation unfortunately in regards to not saying that not on the, from, the, from a racial overtone standpoint but that they should that that a that people are going to fire someone over this it's not a, it's not even a discussion point it's just not it's you know this is a guy who has always you know he has a bit, he has a bitterness towards the league because he could never get in he couldn't become an owner this is you know this is a league and this is a league that pay now before 2009 um, or 2007 all teams stayed in stayed in their dugout or in their dugout excuse me stayed within the, inside their inside their locker room prior to the um Prior, prior to 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 the to the anthem, so, and then I believe in 2007 or 2009 again I don't remember which year, the Department of Defense paid the NFL eight figures for them to be out there for this. Hence, they were out there for this. This again, this is a it's a marketing it's a marketing deal. It has nothing to do with anything. The whole premise, the whole idea. I, I find it hard to listen to him at his most coherent days when there are so many other issues going on, and this is what he, this is what he wants to talk about. Please, this is okay. a joke. Well, all right. Well, Seth, let me stop you there. So, I get that this is what he's talking about, and I get you don't, you don't feel that this is the appropriate place for him to talk about it or the appropriate time, or maybe there is never an appropriate time for the president to weigh in on this. He's still the president of the United States, okay? I may not like him. You may not like him. He has received that title via 
the election that we had last November. And yes, he did. like him or not, still the President of the United States, still, re- still deserves the respect of the office. Uh, I have continually stated that no matter what this man does, no matter what this man states, no matter how this man portrays himself, he is still the President of the United States, and with that deserves a foundation of respect for the office of the President. And I will forever state that. Now, has some of his statements been off the hook? Yeah. Is this one of them? Yeah. But my question to you is simple. Do you agree with the players? Do you agree with what they have done the last – take away the the fact that they were not standing before the flag and at the national anthem before 2009? We're talking today. We're talking where they are today. We're talking about the, what they are doing today. Some are staying in the locker room. Some are linking arms. Some are kneeling. Some are raising their fists. We talked about this with Kaepernick when Kaepernick was a, sol- was a lone soldier. Now, I use the term soldier loosely, and please, nobody be offended by the fact that I use the term soldier. Not in the Kellen Winslow way. <laughs> and... Well, I'm serious. I mean, look, everybody has their different views on soldier. But do you agree with, A, their right to do it, B, that this is a proper venue to do it in, and C, whether the owners, the commissioner, the players' association should take steps to eliminate it, and if they can? All right, one question at a time. Do I believe okay. they have the right to do it? Do I believe they have the right to do it? Yes. Okay. What was the second question? What was the second question? Second, qu- second question. Is this the proper way for them to do it? To get their point across? <sighs> yes, because there is no other way for them to get their point across. And what the now what I've read, you know, what I've read is that it's a pri- it's privately that other people don't have the opportunity to do it. It's a private, it's pro, you know, you can't do this. If I did this at work, I would be fired, so on and so forth. Well, that is the owner's right to fire them if they choose to. Um, I don't, and I'm not talking about from a strictly, I don't know from a legal, you know, I don't know from a constitutionality standpoint. I don't mean it in that capacity. But they have a right if they, to stand up. You know, there is to stand up for them. For what their belief system is on this regard. Sorry, Jake is a little. Yeah, let's see. Um, and they are the look. They have a public pulpit. Ninety-nine point nine nine percent of the populace doesn't. And if this is this if this is the best way for them to get their point across, I have no problem with it at all. Okay. So. Do you have – okay, so let's go to question three. Should the owners, commissioner, MPLMA, or anybody else do anything about it? Do they have a right to do anything about it? Should they be doing anything about it? Do they have a right to in regards to – if they choose – do they have the right to fire – do they have the right to fire somebody? Yes. Yeah, I believe they do. Um, they own, they own, they own, they own an entity. Yes. You know, people are fired or fired for a variety of reasons. There's causes in there. I'm not saying that they should, but can they be fired for this? Yeah, I would think so. Do I think it would, I think if it ever happened, no, that team would never have a, would never get a free agent. That team would never be a contender ever again. Can you I know Jerry Richardson made a comment in Charlotte. Can you imagine if they fired Julius Peppers or cut Julius Peppers for this? Do you think anyone would ever go to Charlotte again? Do you think anyone would stay in Charlotte? Well, I think you're going to have a problem with that to begin with right now. So that, that's a time that's a discussion for a little bit later. Um, I, I think Jerry Richardson has, has a huge problem on his hands today regardless of whatever happens to Julius Peppers. But, okay, so you you believe that the owners have the right to do something. 
Do you believe that the commissioner should be doing anything? No. The, commi- okay. the commissioner does not, while he, he does not have the right to have, in my mind, he has the right to, to make decisions and determinations based on things on the football field. If he wants to, or based, I shouldn't say that, because obviously he has made suspensions for Josh Brown, for Ezekiel Elliott, so on and so forth, or not for Ezekiel Elliott, but so on and so forth. I don't think, A, this is something he can touch. B, I don't think he would, you know, his job is to back the owners. That's his job. That's why they pay him. And to present, to present his sport, and whether you play it or not, this is his sport. He's, he is the commissioner in the best light possible. I don't know how you can do that and still how you can do that plus and back what our president has said. I, I, I don't, I don't see it. So I think, you know, he's, he's made his, he's made a comment. Could he have been more, more, could there have been more to it? I think so. But I think, you know, he, I think as he always seems to do, there's always, he doesn't, he doesn't want to slip too if there was ever a place to take a definitive, definitive stand, this is probably it. But that definitive, definitive stand would be on behalf of the players, not per se of the owners, seven of which who gave a million dollars or more to, uh, to Donald Trump for his presidency run. So All right. I, well, I, here, here comes my last question and probably one of the harder ones for you to answer. So we've seen some of these owners, Arthur Blank, Jerry Jones, more, more recently last night, stand with their players. Are they being hypocritical? Given that none of them would give the time of day to Colin Kaepernick, none of them last year would say, this only became an issue, and somebody recently brought this to my attention, specifically recently being a half hour ago, that the owners didn't make this an issue until the president made it an issue. And then it became widespread. So up until wow. up wait, wait, so up until say a week and a half ago, they weren't being unified with the players. They weren't saying, "Yes, go and do that." In fact, they were doing the opposite. And here they are because of a because of a cha-ching. Really it is. It's a cha-ching. It's money. And because the players would likely have a revolt, as you said before in regards to Jerry Richardson, are they being hypocrites? Are they now coming to the defense of the players that they would, that they at first part wanted no part of this? I think, and that's a difficult question. I think when you have three well, you to are five the man with percent. The I, I give you all the credence. You are the man with the plan. So I give you the yeah, tough question. Yeah, me? Yeah. I don't see you answering these. All right. I'll be happy I, to answer. My, I'll be happy. And we will we'll go through it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if hypocritical is the right word. I think when – and I want to – I'm trying to articulate this correctly. I think when you had a small percentage that were – um, that were involved in this when it was just Eric, when it was Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick and, a, you know, and Michael Bennett and a few others. I don't, I think it was seen more on the periphery and not that they can, not that it was dismissed by the owners, but it wasn't as, it wasn't as blatant. It wasn't as, um, it wasn't there right in front of them. And some of them, look, Bob Kraft is good friends with Donald Trump. This has been, you know, this has been known for years. Once there were, once these tweets came out, I don't know if it's hypocritical is the right word. I think that's ask that may be asking a bit much from the owners from prior to this, unless they were owners who specifically stated that they want that 
you know, this was unacceptable, yada, 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 yada. Which I don't remember too many. Just because you didn't sign Colin Kaepernick. Now, I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick shouldn't be in the NFL. Of course he should. But I don't know. I don't. It's just a tough question. But I don't. I guess I don't see it as hypocritical. I see it as they didn't consider it to the extent that it ended up being until the tweets came out. Um, is standing with the players or kneeling with the players or locking arms with the players? The only people who really know if it's hypocritical or not, to be perfectly honest, are the players. They know the owners. They they know whether, you know, when you you know when you when you have a coach like Pete Carroll, you know unequivocally that this was his that he full fledged full fledged believed in this prior to because you just because you know what his personality is like just from what you've because he's been so highly he's been so media friendly he's been so available we, you you have a feel for it. It's very difficult for me to gauge a lot of the other people in that regard. But I don't, and I'm, and I'm it's, it's not kind of a retract. I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to articulate this, and it's, just, it's a difficult question. I don't think that they even, not that they didn't consider it, but I don't think it was. It's one of those things until it impacts you personally, maybe. I don't know. Until you can until it impacts not one or two people but more than that, where this obviously just enveloped everything. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I hear what you're saying. First of all, if you'd like to call in and discuss this, seven six oh two eight three oh eight four six. Seven six oh two eight three oh eight four six. And this isn't look, this isn't an issue that's gonna die. I mean, that's the first no. thing that you have to realize going forward. This is not the end. You're going to see more people protesting. You're going to see more people sitting down. You're not going to see less. This is not the end of this because if you heard our president today, he doubled down. When people said, oh, you're wasting time doing this, he said this isn't a waste of time. This is something that's very, very important, and I will continue to do this. This isn't going away, ladies and gentlemen. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. The reason (sighs) – is a duplicitous to quote him son of a bitch to me this is something he's using for all intents and purposes as a red herring so other things are going a little bit more under the radar that is well, my that feeling, may be which is why. but i still think he's going to use it oh so, yeah he'll use it like i said this, this this isn't going away no it's not and it shouldn't this is so here we are, certainly not going to go away. Okay. So, let, so again, if you'd like to call in and discuss this, 760-283-0846. Now, we do understand that not everyone is going to agree with us. I think that's very important. And I am open to listening, and I have always been – look, I'm, I'm a stubborn guy. I am. No. Uh, Seth's a, well, look, we're both stubborn people in our own ways, and we get that. You're sometimes a little bit more open-minded than I am. Sometimes I'm a little bit more open-minded than you are. I'm open to listening to somebody else on this, particularly if you're in the armed services, particularly if you have had some experience that I have not. I'm open to listening, and and I'd implore our listeners to please call in, and if you think you need to set me straight, please do it. I don't have a problem with that. This This is a radio show. This is not life and death. This will never be life and death. So uh, you, you've all, you being the military, I salute your service. I respect every single one of you. And I think one of the few reasons I stand up at ball games is because, not because of the national anthem, was because during the national anthem they're normally saluting a serviceman or a service woman at this time. And you will get my you will get my admiration from now until eternity. So if you if you feel that I am wrong, if you feel that Seth is wrong, please call us, write us. We'll we'll be happy to put you on the air for as long as you need and as long as you want. 
to to discuss this point. All right. So oh, but I, I, th- I think that's. I also think that's a given. I don't. Well, but I, it is. And I find isn't. it. Extreme. I it find is, it Seth, very hold on, difficult. But it is and isn't because 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 our our beloved president thinks that we are mocking the flag, and believes that people that do not stand up do not respect the flag and do not respect the people that served our 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 country. So if that's the case, and you and I are taking the side of the people that are sitting down, by extension, you're stating that we endorse not standing up and endorse not being patriotic and not saluting the flag and not respecting the people that serve for that privilege. So I don't think I'm taking it that far. I don't think it's inherent. I think that, look, the case has been made that people don't, that people that sit don't believe that our flag is worthy of being stood for. I don't believe that at all. So I can see the point of a serviceman or servicewoman taking that stance. As do I. However, as do I. However, the president is not an armed serviceman. Nor has he, because he had a bad foot. So my... It's very different for me hearing it from uh, Alejandro Villanueva from the Pittsburgh Steelers or hearing it from people who I know in the military is a very different thought process. And yes, you respect, you, you have to respect the office, but it doesn't mean you have to respect what the office, what the office represents and what the office says. I, and, I agree with that. Look, we, we've disagreed with presidents before. Uh, I agree with that. And you, you don't have to agree. That is part of what makes this country fantastic. And to me, that's what makes those people that are protesting in their own way 100% correct in the way that they're doing it. I... Yeah. Did not have a problem with Colin Kaepernick what he did. I do not have a problem with any of these people doing it for what the, the way that they're doing it. I, I I just don't. And they may be blackballed. They may very well be blackballed. Look, Colin Kaepernick. It, it, he's not a starting quarterback in this league to me. And if he's not a starting quarterback in this league to me, much like you take in the NBA, is the is the 12th man more trouble than he's worth? If that's the case, and I believe that's the reason why he's not on a team, is the backup quarterback, and I've said this before, is more trouble than he's worth, more, more hype, more, uh, more attention than he needs. And it's, the Tim Tebow. it's the Tim Tebow. The Tim Tebow song. Yes, Tim... I agree. Exactly. Why do you want Tim Tebow when, he's going to take away, when oh, there's going to be so much media around him, right or wrong, good or bad, when he's your backup quarterback. What I take, I mean, I look at some of these teams, I mean, look at your Jets, by the way, nice win this week. The, you know, you, uh. you look at, yeah, well, you're going to win two or three somewhere along the lines. You, know, you look at the Bears, you look at, you know, although they drafted Trubinsky, you know, you look at five or six teams, you know, he's, is he a starter? Could be, maybe not. You know, out of what I've read from Seattle, from some GMs, they actually say if you're going to take him, we, they'd rather have RG3. So, but could he be – yes. I mean, he would certainly – he's certainly talented enough to be in the NFL. Is this a, a Kurt Flood-esque moment? I don't think yes. so. I think yes. – well, let me – let me – I do think he ends up back in the NFL. Um whether it's probably not this year, I'm assuming next year, I think he'll be back in. Um, because the different flood for all intents and purposes stood on, you can't, you can't fire 30% of the NFL or 40% of the NFL. It can't be done. So as my son gives, hands me dog poop. Thank you, Jake. Let's not put that in your mouth. Okay. So 
you know, so I'm not the blackballing. It may be for a year. I don't see it as a long. I don't see it. I and I'm not even sure. I, I believe it will be a year, but I, I don't believe it will be any further. Okay, I, I hope you're right. I really do. Um, so I have I have another question for you, which I know I'm putting you on the spot with a lot of these questions, but I think they are poignant, especially in light of, of Charles Barkley. So Charles Barkley um, went on the air, said some things. I'm trying to find the exact quote. Charles Barkley a long time ago said he wasn't a role model. He's been thrown around a lot. And we've continually said, you know what, athletes are role models, but your parents should be your role model, your doctor should be your role model, and athlete. And that was what Barkley was saying, is that it should be parents, it should be, it should be doctors, it should be somebody in a, in a profession rather than a sporting hero. Are these guys role models now? Because to my take, they are the role models. They are the ones standing out. They are the ones that you're looking up to. And they are the ones taking the lead. As you said before, they have a spotlight on them that very few people do. And they are taking the lead where I have to say the majority, well, you can't say the majority, because the majority of the people elected this president. There is a great number of people that would like to do the same thing and are unable to do it. So are these, the, are these the role models of our generation right here, right now? Well, not of our generation, but they've been kind of forced to become that. And, some, and, most, and a lot of them are equipped to. You know, when, when, when Barkley made his comments that he's not a role model, you know, believe it, agree with it, disagree with it, it was a different world. It just shows how old both of us are. Um, there was no social media. There was no internet. There was you. Could, there, there was no, there was there was not there was very little in regards to media as compared to what we deal with on a day to day basis. And in this, you know, it's it's not it's great in theory that your parents or a doctor or your teacher could be your role model. And a lot of times they are, and they fulfill that, they fulfill that obligation. But, you know, it comes with making that kind of money and having this kind of lifestyle. And, you know, it's a lot. And if you, you listen to the, you listen to them speak, and whether you agree with it or not, it's people standing up for what they believe in. I don't know how it can't be respected. I don't know how it can't be. You can disagree with it. And I know a lot of people do. But I think by definition, when you're, when you're standing up for something that you believe in and potentially giving up, giving up something to stand up for this, I don't know how that's not considered role model-esque. No, I, I would completely agree with you. I think that Barkley, you're right, different different concept. Uh, so what what Charles Barkley said basically was, and I'll, I'll actually quote it, we as players have to figure out what to do next. We've got to stop worrying about who is kneeling. We've got to not worry about who is not kneeling. We've got to figure out how we can go back into our communities and make a difference. We can't be saying negative things on Twitter. That only escalates the stupidity. But we've got the, but we've got these guys, myself included. We make more money than 99.9% of the pop people in the world. We've got to find a way to go back in our communities and raise up our communities. Let's not worry about who's kneeling. I, I, I don't disagree with him, but going back in your communities, unfortunately, is not getting the response that this does. Yeah, and but unfortunately, you also the, the hold on one second. The the interesting thing is last year when Kaepernick first started kneeling, his response was, "Well, what happens after the football season? Football season is only 16 games long. What happens after that?" So let me tell you right now, this isn't a football thing anymore. 
Okay, what was last year was a football thing. This, not a football thing anymore. You're, you're seeing baseball players, Neil. You're going to see basketball players do something. LeBron James, the most popular athlete in the world, came out against this. Stephen Curry said, I'm not going to the White House. Or, sorry, we're going to vote on whether we're going to the White House, which automatically got a response from our president. Ladies and gentlemen, this isn't going away. But the question is, where does it go? And I don't have an answer for that. Where does it go from here? Do people just stop watching football because of this? DirecTV is offering a refund. First time ever, AT&T is offering a refund on your, your season ticket package if you don't want to watch because of this. By the way, I think we're going to spend probably the rest of the show on this topic. So let's just say right now, next week is going to be our basketball preview, where we'll go into the Carmelo and the Dwayne Wade. Is that, I, Seth, I don't know about you, this is going to take the majority of the rest of the time. We could, as I, as I told you, or as, as I told you, we could have probably run in our in our, in our olden years when we were when we were young into doing this. Occasionally, we would run a two-hour show which is longer than the four-hour shows on ESPN, like the Mike and Mike, because we'd run two hours without commercial. We could probably do this in our sleep, a two- or three-hour show tonight. More than happy to do the MBO, you know, kind of push back Mellow and push back Wade and, uh, till, till next week. We probably will want to touch a little bit on the corruption scandal, which came out today. But, yeah, we'll do that um, at the yeah, end of the show. Fine. We'll, do that till, we'll do that the last 10 minutes of the show. But it – this is a case where, Seth, I, I don't know where this leads. I hope it leads to some progress. I hope it just doesn't lead to fighting between our president and multiple athletes across multiple forums. But I can't see this becoming any smaller. Can you? Well, here, here, here's, here's, well, you pretty much just put it on the, just hit on the head. The president is not going to back down because that's just not how he's built. It's the Roy Cohen method. If, you, if you're wrong, I'm not saying that he believes he's wrong, but even if you think you're wrong, you double down and triple down and quadruple down. And I'm damn well sure the athletes aren't going to back down. Now, I don't know how many baseball – we've had one baseball player, as far as I know, um, the, the catcher for the A's. I, I, I don't know if there's been any other baseball players who've done this. Um, but basketball will be – it'll be prevalent. Football, it will be – continue to be prevalent. The problem is, you know, and I don't have – you know, just as you said, I don't know what's going to constitute progress on this. What's – the problem I see is I think they're right. I think – I have no issue with the protest. You know, this is what the military fights for, for the right for people to protest. What I'm not sure what means to the end, what the end result would be that would make the protest that would that would satisfy both sides. Well, and I think Seth, that's what we talked about last year when Colin Kaepernick first did this. We said, "What is the end? What's result? your what's your end? What, what's the end game? What's the end game?" And we couldn't we couldn't come up with the one then. But I'll tell you, we never. I don't know about you. I never envisioned this. I no. never envisioned 20% of the NFL doing this. I never envisioned Jerry Jones on, on kneeling. I never envisioned Arthur Blank, the the CEO of the Home Depot. And I found out it's the Home Depot, not Home Depot, surprisingly. <laughs> but the Home Depot coming to coming linking arms. I never imagined the NFL – look – the NFL owners are the 1% of the 1%, right? I mean, they are who they are. I never imagined them coming off their perch, and I say this in a way that they are up in their box, not necessarily that they are – and they're the leaders of America. I mean, for all intents and purposes, these guys made their money in a certain way, and most of it was not handed down. Coming off their perch and saying, we're going to join you. And I've said this before. I, I said it earlier today. I believe that they are being hypocritical. I think that each and every one of them is. 
but at the same time, will they be doing this on a week-to-week -week basis? Will Jerry Jones be on the field next week? I'd be very interested to see that because Jerry Jones, like most of these guys, are businessmen. And they know the majority of the football fans probably disagree with what the president said. So they're going to do – and they need to keep their players happy. So they're going to do what makes their players happy so that way their players can play, the majority of them. So I think you're at the point of where do you go from here and with this last time. I have absolutely no idea where they go from here. If you'd like to call in again, 760-283-0846. 760-283-0846. We're talking NFL. We're talking politics to a degree. But well, here's uh, – you talk you – talk, sorry, go ahead. Let's take it a step further. I, I was listening to Paul Feinbaum driving in from um, work this morning, this afternoon, and he said apparently half of the SEC teams are going to do something for football. How does this actually trend down? Are we going to have these protests at the college level? Are we going to have them at the high school level? You've already I mean, had it at the junior high level because I've seen it on YouTube. Well, I'm sorry, an eight-year-old team. An eight-year-old team wouldn't stand for the, for the national anthem. Do you know they no longer say the Pledge of Allegiance in schools? No, I actually didn't know that. I didn't know it either until I read it somewhere. So – you know what, Seth? This may eventually get you exactly what you wanted, which is no national anthem at all. But I'm not sure that's why you wanted it that way. No. No, it's not. You know, I, I just don't think it belongs at football games. I don't think that – I agree. This, is not, this would not have been how I would have the, – the rationale for it that I would have preferred. I'd have just preferred it not be there because it doesn't. I don't think it belongs in a football game. Or in any other sport. So, no, I don't think this is going to end. I think you're going to get – the NBA, I think, is going to be even more prevalent. If you get 20% of, 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 of football, I think you're going to get 80% of the, of the NBA. Yeah, because you have – first of all, the player – you have worldwide athletes, the worldwide pulpit versus really at the domestic ones. You have, an, you have a commissioner who is well-liked by all sides, it seems, who you know damn well will be backing the players, even though he, even though he represents the owners. And you have a league that you know, is predominantly African-American. And not, I mean, and not to say it's only... A, it's only the African American who would vote. I, if I was an athlete, I would probably I would be right down there with them. And you know me, I'd have no issue with it. It, it well, is so going to be fascinating. Well, we've we've said this before. If Colin Kaepernick was an NBA player, he would already be employed. In my opinion, Mark Cuban has said this. Yeah, because basketball owners are more. What's the word I want to say? Tolerant is a good word. More forward-thinking. I think not they also as know conservative, liberal, liberal. That's the word I was looking for. Liberal. I think they you also know, they also yes, and they also know their they know their audience. They know that look, uh, Jake. Uh, you know. It, it's a it's a sport that is heavily African American played at the professional level. It's a sport that is probably the most I would assume the the, the most African American followed sport from a percentage standpoint. And I'm not saying they're do, I'm not saying that they wouldn't be doing it for the right reasons, but they could be doing it for both. But yeah, I mean, I everything I know about Mark Cuban, I have no doubt <laughs> that that he would be at the forefront of this, which is why pretty much the guy's my hero. 
Um, he sells his company for a billion dollars. He could be my hero, too. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about this as as the weeks go on, even as the months go on. And we have a couple of teams that are – look, I think it will be the exception to the rule now rather than the rule until President Trump is out of office that teams will be invited to the White House and go. I, I don't think you will see any other teams going to the White House in the near future. Maybe the baseball except teams. For, maybe. Maybe well, the baseball except teams. For, uh, except for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm not even sure this won't extend to hockey. I thought they already. I, I, I thought they already accepted that they were going. No, I meant like this type of protesting. Oh, you mean that they're already going? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Look, the the Warriors thought that they were going too, right? And then all of a sudden they're not. So. Well, there's a bit of a difference though. The Pittsburgh Penguins have eight American, only have eight Americans on the team. I don't know how if if. I don't know if it's as important. I, I don't know how that plays into it, but it just may not be as important. You know, it, it, it doesn't have the same impact when less than a third of your team is visiting. You know, it's, it's not a team that's, that's 90% American. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So let's move on to another dark day because we didn't have enough with the president of the United States pretty much. And you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll talk about this even more because I think it's important. Somebody brought this up to me yesterday and said, is football going the way of boxing? And Seth, I know you have some insight into the boxing world as to the uh, depreciation of boxing in general. And in a couple of weeks after the NBA preview, we'll put that on the agenda because I'd like to talk about how the NFL – I think I said the NBA before. I meant the NFL is going the way, perhaps, of boxing in general. But we'll talk about that in a couple. Of weeks. But let's get back to the darkest day in NCAA hoops, at least in our lifetimes. And that would be today. Surprise, surprise. Syracuse is not involved, at least today. They may very well be involved later because I think that this is far more widespread than where it is today. So for those that did not hear this morning, there were indictments handed down, and big indictments. The FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office, U.S. District Attorney's Office, no, U.S. Attorney's Office, announced the arrest of four Division I basketball coaches and six other men on bribery, and fraud. So, bribery and fraud. Hmm. So, how does this going down? Well, let's see. So, the way that I understand it, and I read some of it, not all of it, was that this involves sportswear. And, Seth, if I'm off base here, please correct me, because I, like I said, I, I think I understand this. So, Adidas is at the heart of this. And Adidas Sportswear Company affiliate is at the heart of this whole thing. So a coach would request payments that would go to the players or families. That coach would be paid by the Sportswear Company affiliates or by the Sportswear Company affiliates. The Sportswear Company affiliates, in return, would get sponsorship deals to the NCAA families and in turn then would give athletic scholarships to the players or families. So the players and families would get both the athletic scholarships being brought, but they would be delivered by these apparel guys to the, to the college, who would they, the college would then give scholarships to the players and families. The other way, the inverse, would be that the, the sportswear company affiliate would give money to the assistant coach from those same colleges to give to the players or families. Is that the way you understand it? Yeah, I had a pretty busy day, so I didn't have a chance to go into it too much. But um, that seems to be about right. I was – I mean, there were two names that kind of 
made me raise my eyebrows at, uh, of the arrests. Um, you, you're very familiar with one because he was an ex coach. He was an ex coach at your beloved university, um, Tony Bland, and then Chuck Person, the rifleman, who was a very successful professional player, successful assist, head coach, assistant coach in the NBA. He went back to his alma mater when Bruce Pearl came in. It's. It, I agree. It is the tip of the iceberg. And look, you know, the, the NCAA, it, maybe this is why the FBI became involved, because the NCAA just didn't have the, whatever the word you want to use. You know, this is, the NCAA goes after the Cleveland states of the world. When North, Carol, when North Carolina, you know, has a fake class, we're still two years wait, later waiting for a verdict. So maybe they just had to bring in the bigger guns. And I don't remember ever thinking I'd see the day where the FBI was going after, after corruption in the with college, after college basketball corruption. And as you said, this is probably the tip of the iceberg. Um, I have a connection who I was speaking to about this earlier today, who brought up a couple other schools and they haven't been met. They haven't not been disclosed. Although ironically, Louisville, who's, was another one, although there was not, there has not been an assistant coach um, indicted, arrested, which ironically is good for both <laughs> both Sean's alma mater and mine because we're both we're both recruiting against them currently. Um, but if this is the tip of the iceberg, and I'm assuming if Adidas was doing this, I would think Nike is as well. You know, I have no idea, but I, I, I'm assuming it's not just them. So I just have to hope Under Armour wasn't doing it. Well, from what I have read, and again, more and more information is coming out. And even the district attorney said, guys, this is just a start. We're going to keep going. And we're going to, they actually established a tip line. So you think that you're going to get more people that are going to go down that same road. I think you're going to get more and more tips, and you're going to get more and more people that have grudges, and I think this is definitely the tip of the iceberg, and this is definitely where, look, you can make the claim that college, college sports right here is at its crux, right? Now, the interesting thing, I saw this in some article. I think it was on ESPN, and you have to give credit where credit is due. Somebody said, is this the end of college sports as we know it? Will this make reform in college sports? And the author, and I cannot remember for the life of me the author's name, but he said, yeah, the last time that the collegiate sports put out a, uh, put out a paper that said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that said that there was corruption rampant in the NCAA or collegiate sports, the NCAA didn't exist, so collegiate sports, and something must be done about it. Well, that was written, that was called the Carnegie Report, and that was written in 1929. So <laughs> college, college sports has, is very slow moving, one might say, in that that was the last report that said that we need stuff done. So I guess you can say until further notice, right, and you hold your breath, there was an article on Troy Nunes is the Magician, which is one of the Syracuse sites that I, that I saw was the worst day, again, paraphrasing, the worst day in NCAA hoops, and so far Syracuse isn't involved. And what people were saying was, how could you write an article like that with a title like that and saying so far Syracuse isn't involved, because are you then saying Syracuse will be involved at a later time? And the author's response was, we don't know. And we don't know who's involved. But for now, Syracuse is not involved. My uh, Lord, I, I, I was praying when I read that, that Syracuse well, was not involved. When I, when I, when I am you with it with the article this morning, typically, you, yeah. you, typically you're the one who, who – uh, who gives me the uh, the up to date, the up to the minute info? But and you know, thanks to a friend of ours, Paul Miyaki, for kind of reaching out to me on this. 
and we were talking about it. Another Syracuse guy. Uh, maybe have him around for college when college basketball because he's as knowledgeable as anyone I know. Um, we will see how it plays out. Um, could this be the catalyst to get rid of the one and done? I don't know. I I, I don't know. You know, it's an extraordinarily vague. But I simply don't know what the ramifications of all this are going to be. This is I don't know what the end game is going to be for the protests. I I am let not me, I'm me, not Kreskin. I I have no yeah. idea. Well, we started with questions, so let me ask you one more before we end. We got five minutes left. Will Rick Pitino ever coach another game for Louisville? Yes. Okay. Will he survive the season? I don't know. I Okay. Louisville's, you know, has been brought up is being brought up in consideration. There has been no indictments. Yeah, correct. Correct. But based on last year's um incident and then in 2009's incident I I don't think he makes it out of October with a job. I think he's gone before the season starts. I I think if any of this is true, he's gone. Yes, if if any of this is true, I agree. And I don't think he ever coaches at the college level again. Oh, no, I think this is definitely his – but again, he's probably job. made fifty to he's probably made fifty to sixty million. He's made more than that because he made forty it, with the Knicks. I don't, I, I don't think it matters. I, I, his legacy is tarnished beyond all belief. If right, I think right now I don't even think he needs to do anything else. I think it's absolutely tarnished. Okay, we got five minutes left. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? I think you might as well go first. Okay. So, I hate UConn, okay? Absolutely hate UConn. I hate UConn basketball. I hate UConn football. I hate the school. We used to come up with this saying, UConn, you suck, when we were in Syracuse. And it was great, and I loved it. And I hate Gino Oriema. But the Hall of Fame coach, he's an amazing coach with amazing teams. And what he did this past week gives him even more credit in my book. So right now, Connecticut, the state of Connecticut, is having a hard time balancing their budget. Gino Oriyama earns $2 million as a salary. And he said, you know what? I'm done. I'm okay. I, I, I make enough money through X, Y, and Z, and I've made enough money. I am going to forego my salary this year in hopes that that will help balance the budget. That's props. Absolute props. So, thumbs up to Gino Ariama. Thumbs down to UConn just in general. UConn, you suck. <laughs> okay, Dad, you got two minutes. Go. Well, fair enough. Um, and my feelings that UConn aren't too far from uh, from yours. First of all, props to my son, who is now 14 months of standing up for the first time. And although it's kind of funny because he only stands up when his, when my wife applauds, when he stands up, otherwise it's not interesting to him. Uh, Credit to all of these people, all these athletes who have put the money where the mouth is, are raising money for Puerto Rico, for Houston, for for, 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 uh, for Texas, for Florida. We know about JJ Watt. It's somewhere around $35 million at this point. Um, you know, Carmelo Anthony is raising for Puerto Rico. We don't. There, there are so many big things going on out there, which is part of the whole inane tweeting that between that that this is where the priority is is unfathomable to me. Um, so I want to give credit to the people who are really putting the effort in to try and help wherever necessitated. Um, All right. So next week we have that. our. Yeah, next week we have our NBA preview show, uh, maybe 90 minutes. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll figure that part out between Seth and myself, Carmelo Anthony changing teams, Isaiah Thomas going to be yes or no in 2017, probably in 2018, and D. Wade maybe a Cleveland Cavalier. Okay, for Seth Camus, this is Sean Palmer, Seth and Tron Sports Radio. 
We could call it the political edition, but we will not. So we'll talk to you later. Have a great week. See ya. As Jake says, Mama. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.